twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. So we finally, finally got to go on our out and about gay history tour, which was very cool. We were originally supposed to do this about, I think, sometime in the spring. And I don't know why it got canceled. It got canceled at like the last minute. Oh, I remember there was some protest or something that was happening in West Hollywood. We normally don't protest too much, so it was something different. I don't think it was the gays protesting, though. It was somebody else, and so some of the streets were closed off that we had to go on. So it was just like a last-minute kind of thing, and we got canceled, and we finally got it rescheduled. But this time, it was just the two of us. And, you know, our friends, I don't know why our friends couldn't make it. Well, I think because the way it was set up, and then we didn't have, you know, it was kind of like a short notice where I saw something open because I I went to a a website, so I got it 50% off. So it was it was open during this time period, so I I wanted to save some money, so I did it that way. But a friend Sherry and Brandy, after the the one in the what you said September or springtime, whatever the heck it was, that was canceled. I don't remember what you said. It was the spring. Okay, it's springtime. It's September now. Okay, September. So when that when it was canceled, Sherry and Brandy did their schedule like the following weekend, and we couldn't do it, and they loved it, and they had because of that they got me jazzed up, going, I need to book our shit. And then I saw, you know, they had the, the special and I was all over that. I contacted all our friends and everybody had something. Nancy was out of town and Linda and, Lou. Linda and Lou, they had something else scheduled that day and someone else had something. So we tried different things and, and it was just us. But that was kind of nice. We could just hang out together and then we got to meet new people. Yeah, which was very cool. And what was really nice about this was when we got there and it was just in West Hollywood, so it wasn't that far away, which was kind of cool. But when we got there, because it was just a small group, the guy who runs this, Jim Manziday, who runs this whole thing, and I hope I pronounced his name right. If not, I'm sorry, Jim. But he was he gave us the special VIP tour, which was, you know, he took us in his nice luxury SUV with the, all the rest of the people on the tour. And it was really cool because we got to go up some smaller streets and into parts of town to see some sites that we might not have seen in the bus. Now, the bus might have been fun because it was supposed to be, what, a double-decker bus? With a bunch of people. With a bunch of people, and I think they had some drinks or something like that on the bus, but pretty But we festive. had drinks at the, when, when we uh, got dropped off. There was drinks there. He was offering champagne or yeah. something so, like that. So that was pretty cool. So we, we actually got the superstar treatment. But, you know, it's interesting because you don't really hear a lot about gay history. You certainly don't have a lot of gay history in textbooks that you grow up with in school. So it's really kind of nice to go on something like this and, and really hear about gay history. And I thought it was really cool is that Jim took the time and started researching it. And what he said, the reason why he did it is he was seeing all the other tours going on. He's like, well, they don't have a a gay tour. You know, why don't we have a gay tour? What's going on with our history? And that's what motivated him. So he did all the research himself and he was surprised how much history there was. He was very shocked and he was very knowledgeable and he was very excited about, you know, teaching us and sharing this with us. And I thought that was very neat. Yeah, which was cool because, I mean, you got to figure there's been gays all the way throughout history. And sometimes, you know, you hear about, you know, this person was gay or that person was gay, but you don't really get a sense of what it was like to be a gay person. I mean, you know, certainly people didn't talk about it. And if, if people are not accepting of gays today and gays can't get married today, they certainly weren't able to get married, or at least you think they weren't able to get married and, and do things you know, the way we do them today. I mean, we, we can be pretty open today, despite the no. fact that we don't have a lot of rights. See, you could say that because we're in California and you're from New York, but there's places in the Midwest and in, in, in the United States that it sucks. You can still get fired for being gay. You could, you know, lose your job. Obviously, you can lose your job in the military. So, I mean, it's still bad. And in certain areas that they've, you know, in the Midwest, there was a, a documentary and people are setting the fucking gay bars on fire. Yeah. So there's still the violence. 
just not in the cities. So right. if you're gay, you need to move out to the East Coast or West Coast and get the fuck out of the Midwest because they're not giving you love. I stay, stay in the Midwest. Be out. Be proud. Whatever you need to do, you don't need to move. Don't listen to Roxanne. She's crazy. If they're burning your bars, run. Fucking run. You know, if, if us, if, like you're in the city, if there's a drive-by shooting, they, they're just not shooting at you because you're gay. They're just shooting on you because they're crazy. It's a difference. You're not getting, you know, you're not somebody... Well, at that one documentary, this one guy was writing down the license plates of the people that were parked in front of a gay bar. And I mean, so that shit still happens. It's just not as strong in California and not in New York because you guys don't drive or very few do. You got the subways. You know, what what subway were they on? You know, so that's not the case. But I mean, it, it's grown a lot and it's and it's really interesting. And, and things that, that I do take for granted are things that wasn't even an option back then. And I think in my mind, that's kind of like what it's like in the Midwest, in the in the smaller towns where everybody knows your shit and they're all in your shit and they don't like you guys and they want to out you. And I think that's why some people stay in the closet for so long. My dad, he had an uncle, Uncle Bill. He was totally in the closet. And his father, I'm sorry, his brother never knew he was gay because you didn't do that. Mind you, every holiday he would have the biggest flaming boyfriend there and everybody, the grandkids knew that he was gay. His nephews knew he was gay. Their wives knew he was gay, but his brother never knew. Back in that generation, you didn't talk about it if you're gay. It was just dangerous. But anyway, the tour started in West Hollywood. And it was, we started out at a, a gallery or a, a space, an art space. I think it was called the One Gallery or something That's like what it was that. Called. The yes. One Gallery. Anyway, it was on Robertson, not too far from the Abbey. So it was a pretty cool place. And we got there a little bit early because, you know, Roxanne doesn't like to be late for anything. So we have to be hideously early. We weren't hideously early. For starters, we got there, we got the park, we had to walk around the whole entire area because it wasn't on the same street. So we walked over, we went into the gallery, it's the other people were running late. And so we ended up having a small tour and he was waiting for people to come that, that weren't in the area. Those other, those other people showed up and there's one more person that was from Chicago that came in and she was doing some sort of conference and that's why she was out here. Yeah, the funny thing is, is we walked through West Hollywood Park and they have a little kids section. And so you saw all the little gaybies and all their gay parents and Roxanne was just touched as can be. She couldn't believe she was seeing like this park just filled with same sex parents and all their little children playing like nothing's like it's not even out of the ordinary. Yeah, like it's a normal day. And that was that was pretty neat. But we didn't have a camera. I'd be taking pictures of that shit. Like, look at the gaybies. You yeah, know? we would have had that on our website for you guys. But people people would be picking up all their little gaybies. You know, don't talk to that funny pedophile. Oh my God, that's so sick. That's well, just know, so wrong. There you are taking you, with the camera, taking pictures of other people's kids. I'm they don't not even saying know you. take your pants off. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, nice. Show me this. Oh, make love to the camera. I'm not doing that. I take a picture of the family. That's cool. I mean, that's like a tourist thing. I mean, yeah, I'm a native Californian, but fuck, that's like a tourist thing. I mean, we don't have that in the Valley. I mean, I haven't seen that. But anyway, we were at the gallery. What was kind of cool is they actually had some really neat artwork. They had gay kind of political artwork, posters, like political posters from... Like ACT UP. Yeah, but like historical ones. They had like some from the 60s, 70s, 80s. They had 90s, and they had some recent ones too. So it was really cool artwork. And I liked it. I thought it was very neat. And then they had that showing. And then that's where we met Jim. Right. So the tour started there at the gallery. And what was really cool about it, it was about two hours, maybe three hour tour. Three, oh, that's right. Three hour tour. Because I think he made a joke about Gilligan's Island. And the tour starts in West Hollywood. And it starts taking you through all the different areas. You go through West Hollywood first. 
and then it takes you out to Silver Lake, and Jim stops along the way and explains, you know, this is what happened here, and oh, this is the, the site of the first gay bar in West Hollywood, and he talks about all kinds of things, and then takes you through Silver Lake, and you go down, to, and Silver Lake's like, what do they call it, the Swish Alps, because it's the gay area. Well, what it is, is it's all hills for people that don't live in California, so it's all hills, and everything you're walking up and you're walking down, it's like our junior version of uh, San Francisco, but not like San Francisco. But what was interesting is that when he was doing that, and we're going around, what he said that blew my mind, he said, you know, the gays started, I think it wasn't in Silver Lake is where it was starting out, and then it started moving moving farther into West Hollywood when, when they became their own city. Yeah, I don't remember how that all went. It was, but. it was you know what it was? Silver Lake was set up where it was where the silent movies were at, and so that's where the, they did the filming. Oh, that's and right. And then it went into Hollywood, and then West Hollywood is where the, you know, I guess us gays were artistic. Right. But I was kind of shocked because Virginia used to live there and I just fucking blew that for her. I know. I used to live there right in the heart of gay L.A. Uh, in my Swish Alps. I had a great little place and you you wanna, you wanna said, uh-uh, I don't want to have any of that. It's too city. I need, I need a little bit more regular houses, not the hills and all that other stuff. But yeah, no, I blew it for her. Yeah, totally. Welcome totally. to marriage, right? Right. But... Started out in West Hollywood. Here was the interesting thing that you, you learned about West Hollywood and their zip code. You, you know, zip code for West Hollywood is not just some random thing. The zip code for West Hollywood is 90069. And I used to laugh and I just thought that we, we had that name because, you know, the gays and the lesbians are all, you know, eating each other out at the same time. You know, they're helping, you know, they're helping each other out. But what we found out is that because you weren't supposed to be gay back then, it was very dangerous for you to be gay. You'd knock on a door and you'd have like a password. Kind of like when they had, what was it, the prohibition. So we'd knock on the door and we'd say, you know, the password would be nine six. So when they West Hollywood was able to choose their own zip code, so they chose nine zero six nine and they just switched it. It's either that or it was a dyslexic person. It might have been one of my cousins because I'm dyslexic. So yeah, it's sounding a little dyslexic to me. But but yeah, it was all kinds of cool little tidbits of history there. And then we headed to uh, downtown. I think we might have gone to a couple other neighborhoods first before that. We drove through Silver Lake and yeah. then downtown Westwood to Silver Lake. And then from Silver Lake, then it was downtown. And I'm thinking, I never would have guessed in a million years that downtown LA would have anything to do with gay, anything at all. And we ended up being, there's um, a little uh, uh, area that's like... little plaza over by Olvera Street. Yeah, th- that's, the, that's the thing. And you got good Mexican food down there. And, you know, he parked over there. And he starts pointing out different things and where the clubs were at. But what was interesting was, you, you know, you got, you know, gay people just sitting there. And you've got, you know, as we're walking around, you got the mariachi band going. And he took us, you know, if you go down here and this is where this is at. And I was just kind of fascinated because I, you know, at one point I thought I was, you know, working for the Spanish newspaper again. Well, what was really interesting was here's, this was for me, one of the most interesting pieces of information that Jim gave us on the trip. And we don't want to give away everything Jim's got because you should really go see it because he does a great job of narrating and, and just the interesting stuff he has is amazing about the city. But the one thing that really stuck out for me was that that, that piece of land downtown where we were was originally in, inhabited by a group of people called the Tongva, which was some native tribe or, or group to the area. And for that tribe, they had no problem with gay people or anything like that. I mean, in fact, you could, if you had, if you wanted to dress like a little girl, if you were a boy, you could dress like a girl growing up, didn't matter. People would support you, no problem. And I think when you got to be a teenager or 15 or some, some age, they would have some ceremony where you would decide like, okay, now do you want to continue to live your life like a girl or do you want to be a boy? And if you chose, I want to wear dresses and live like a girl, no problem. You would be called a girl and, and you'd be a girl for the rest of your life. Parts or no parts, I guess. I guess your parts would be intact. But what's kind of interesting is that, like, if you're going to be the girl, let's say if you're, if you're you know, born a guy, 
you know, you'd be responsible to do the girl thing. So you'd have to cook and clean. And if you're the little girl and you want to be a boy and you want to go hunting and camping with the other guys, then you need to kill the food and bring that back. Right. So if you wanted to, if you were just like some tomboy dyke or something like that, yeah, you just go hunting with the guys. No big deal. And the thing is that what the other thing that was funny is that if you said that you, you know, when you hit that age where you're able to choose, everybody would be envious of you. Like, oh my God, that's so wonderful. I wish I was you. Right. And they're pleased. Until the, I think it was the uh, the Christians came over and started freaking it out because right. they tried to break up the tribe and what they did. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah, there you go, religion fucking it all up again. And then it was like the Holocaust because they start start pointing out these people are wrong. These people are the ones are you know that think that they're a boy or they think that they're a girl, and that's when they start getting persecuted. So very cool tour. I highly recommend it. I think it was awesome. Even if you live in LA and you know you should definitely do it. But what what part did you like the best? What I like is because I've worked, you know, with the newspapers, so I've got a soft spot for newspapers, and then I've got, you know, family members that are in law enforcement, and we've got lots of friends that are in law enforcement, and I'm like so pro police, it's it's ridiculous. You wouldn't want if you're the bad guy and you got arrested for something, you don't want me on the jury because I'll be voting you guilty. So I'm like very Just hardcore, because. and so he starts talking about what was going on, and I know that back then, you know, you'd get in trouble for being gay, and I and I get that. That's how it was. But what surprised me is that the LA Times, which is our large newspaper here, would out you. And so like, let's say for example, if I if, if I was at a gay bar and the, the police came and nobody flicked the lights or I think they would sing like, God bless America and everyone knows to switch partners that you're not with a girl anymore and you're standing next to a boy and vice versa. So the lesbian guys and girls would be in a club and it would be one club together for safety reasons. Now we have our own clubs. We should have kept it that way because the guys have bigger clubs and are nicer clubs than the lesbians. But anyway, so we'd do that, and what would end up happening, if, if they went in and they broke down the door, you'd get arrested, the police would arrest you, and then it would be printed in the newspaper, and it would be like the very biggest section, and I don't remember what it was called, like the metro section, let's just say the metro section, not metrosexual, but just the metro section, and people would wait, and they would have a list, it'd be like, Virginia you know, was arrested here on this state, and the, what would af- affect her, what would happen is she'd lose her job. She'd get kicked out of her apartment that she's renting because they don't want to have any, you know, lesbians there or, or, you know, any gay guys there. You're kicked out. And then on top of that, you get, you know, sent to jail. So now you have to come up with that. Your family comes out and you're ashamed of your, your family is ashamed of you. And then you will, they'll send you to jail for six months for being gay. That's why you lose your job and your house and everything like no, that. No, no, not even that. Even before, like if you're waiting to go for, the, for trial, you still would get arrested because it was, everybody didn't want the gays there. And so you have that, but so you're in jail for six months. Then um, the next time if you get arrested, you have a choice. They, they send you to the, the mental hospital. You can either have a lobotomy a lobotomy or castration if for the guys. Good choices. Yeah. So it's like, which one? Do I want to have no PP or do I just want you know to be brain dead? And then my other choice, if it happens again, then it's um, you start getting electric shock therapy. So you've got, it's like a three strike. Is this three strike law before? Before we had it. But that was so shocking that you had the police department and you would have, you know, the, the times working together to you know take care of the problem because you know they considered you know gays were sick not sick that you need help and it took a long time to get us off of being you know mentally sick but very cool stuff i mean there was tons more that jim told us about so i highly recommend it now what's the website where can people go if they want to do this tour if you want to go to the tour and like i said we're we're being very vague because we want to make sure that you guys check it out but you can go to out and about and then hyphen tours.com so it's out and about tours.com. So that's just in Los Angeles. But the really neat thing is, is Jim's doing research for Washington, D.C. and Chicago. And he's finding lots of information on, on those cities and their gay history. 
And I mean, you should take a look at it. If you're gay, you should know where we came from, where we are today. And then when you get older, you can be an old person telling them, you know, I remember back when such and such with us when we were gay. And now it's like, it's no big deal. You guys are taking it for granted. I mean, it's really interesting. You should really take a look at it and know your history and know who you are. Right. And tell them that if you go to see Jim and you go on the tour, tell them that the two homos sent you. Yeah. But I hope you guys check out his tour. I mean, it's really good. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye.